0: Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. I'm your host, Katie Fogarty. Beauty's midlife is full of surprises. One of the biggest may be how social media, which we often think of as a wild, wacky, weird space, can also be a wonderful source of inspiration, connection, and kinship. My guest today is a source of radiance and light on Instagram. Seriously. Seriously. Now I know that the word radiant is not normally used in the same sentence or breath as Instagram, but there you have it. I told you midlife is full of surprises. My guest today is Margaret Osler, who goes by the Instagram handle aging is amazing, and who reminds us in every post in every Instagram square of the beauty, wonder, and magic of life and aging, which is after all, living. I'm excited to connect with her today to learn how she got started online and to explore her thinking on why aging is in fact amazing, welcome, Margaret.
1: Thank you, Katie. Oh my gosh, I have like butterflies in my stomach. That was such <laughs> a nice. That was such a nice introduction. Thank you so much. Oh well, uh, you're so welcome. I'm really excited about this. I love um, when
0: you post, and I love uh, reading your words. They all they make me feel great when I read them. You really have a uh, sort of just a very unique way of honing in on on, on small details of everyday life and, and sort of just lighting them up for us. So I'm really excited to talk about, uh, you know, aging and all you're doing online with you. As I said during my introduction, you've got an incredibly popular Instagram account. Uh, I just would love to start by asking you, what made you launch this? What made you decide to celebrate natural aging on Instagram?
1: Well, thank you again for your kind words. Um, You know, it's interesting because when I started on Instagram, I never ever expected, um, I never really expected what has happened. (laughs) So I I used to always just be on Facebook as a regular kind of um, just a normal woman posting pictures and writing. And I always have loved to write. And, and share my thoughts. And I often took a lot of pictures of nature and family, different things like that. But while I was on Facebook, I constantly had people telling me I should be writing, I should write a book. And um, I, had a, I had a lot of that happening. So I, I started kind of thinking about going into an Instagram space and just kind of starting fresh with a new audience and just posting and writing and seeing what would, seeing what would happen. And then um, kind of simultaneously, I was making the decision to let my hair go gray naturally. And um, I started researching, looking up just for different pictures of inspiration of different women with gray hair. I was just kind of Googling it. And um, in doing so, I was very inspired and it really kind of helped me make the decision that I definitely wanted to take that journey of letting my hair go gray. And um, I learned that there was this whole beautiful community on Instagram. So I just got on for myself kind of thinking, well, that'll be great. I'll get on, I'll do a little writing, I'll post some pictures here and there, and and I'll document my gray hair journey as I go. And I really um, just thought it would be my own little kind of a small account. And then before long, it just I don't know, it just kind of blew up. It was such a surprise and a shock to me. Um, And then here we are now, about a year and a half later, and it's become just a huge part of my life. And I've made so many friends here and I've ended up now I'm working for different companies, representing companies and um, it just—it was really a total surprise. It yeah, just it's such a cool, a...
0: Ev- it's such a cool evolution. And I, first of all, I love the fact that you didn't know where it was going to end, and that you still got started anyway. Because sometimes I think that's like, that—that's the 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 secret sauce to life. Like you don't ha- have to know how things are going to end to begin something. Um, but yeah. it, I know that your account is really—you still do share a lot of content around silver hair and transition. But it's really evolved way beyond that. Um, it did sort of begin a little bit um documenting your silver transition. We're going to talk about yes. that in a minute, but I would love to hear your thinking on why are people so fascinated by silver transitions, including yours? Like why do you think it is that that is so captivating to so many?
1: Well, um I don't know for sure. I haven't actually questioned people on that. I have a few a few ideas on what why um First, I think that our society is getting very tired of the toxic beauty standards that are out there. Seeing the effect that it's having on our young um, young girls and women today, so many young girls. I have um, young daughters myself, one in college, and I listen to these girls and they all have this ideal image of what beauty is and what they should look like in order to be considered beautiful. And it's really kind of scary. And I just think that our society is, um, I I think we're all very aware of this with all the eating disorders and there's so much pressure on girls and women, um, to feel a certain way. And so I think that we're almost kind of seeing a swing of the pendulum of people now starting to see, wow, there's women that are really, really looking beautiful in their natural beauty, accepting their lines and wrinkles and accepting their gray hair. And maybe this is a good thing. And I think more women are getting excited about it. And I think even men are getting it. excited about it. Um, I have a friend who's in the news world, and he's just from, you know, listening to me and seeing what's happened on my page, he's thinking of letting himself go gray now, too, because he even has felt the pressure to dye his hair just in the news media as a man. Even, yeah, it's, to keep him... it's, so so it's so wild. It's so wild. that the pressure. that's a big part of it. I'm sorry. What? Sorry. Maybe no, I was just saying it's so
0: wild that people have this this sort of this sort of pressure to feel that they, that they need to have this sort of artificial and and um, you know, a forever youth, and that you 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 have dark hair forever. You know, you you yeah. you did make the leap. You made the transition. I've done one show on uh, going gray with a sort of a silver hair evangelist named Katie goes platinum. I don't know if you're familiar with her account, but there's so many wonderful accounts. Um, we're going to talk. We're, we're not only going to focus on your silver hair, but you know, before we we move away from this. You know, for somebody who's listening, who's thinking, I too am sick of like the toxic beauty culture. I'm so sick of spending all the time, money and energy it takes to, you know, continue to color my hair. What um, advice might you give somebody who's beginning to think about or starting at the beginning of their silver hair transition? And this can be kind of big picture advice, um, like supportive advice or maybe small practical tips. What might you offer?
1: Um, Well, I would... First, I would say to a lot of women, you cannot really know what it's going to look like until you really let it go. Probably at least six or seven months. A lot of people see just the roots and they don't like the way it looks. Um, But it. It's amazing how it changes and the silver pattern and the different grays and different shading emerges. And most often I always think, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. (laughs) Mother nature doesn't make mistakes. It's usually really beautiful. And most women love it, even though they might not at the beginning. So I would say be patient. And if you're going to try it, stick with it for a while before you change your mind. Um, I would also say that to know that in doing so whether you're have an instagram account or not you definitely help to inspire and encourage other women who might be wanting to do it and when they see you doing it um, you could be a source of inspiration and you're giving a gift to um to other women by doing it i think and just know that helping change this narrative um, and this negative view on gray hair is, it's just a beautiful thing to be part of. And I also think you're helping your daughters with acceptance of themselves and for our young girls to see, wow, beauty comes in all forms. My my mom looks great just letting herself become who she is. So I think knowing that you can be an inspiration is empowering and um, also give yourself time to learn to love it and to see how beautiful it can be.
0: Yeah, I, I think the notion of of being patient is, is smart for for not just your silver hair transition, but 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 life. You know, we can really be impatient when we look to make make changes i'm thinking about myself personally you know with with like weight training and, and fitness it's like being patient is is a is a a nugget of wisdom that we should be using to apply to all sorts of things margaret we're heading that's into that's so a... true <laughs> i know that's but so it's true. it's so hard and I, I will say getting to midlife has made me a bit more patient um but it's still a, you know a work and very much a work in progress um uh, margaret yes. we're heading into a quick break when we come back we're going to keep focusing on some of the the content you share on your on your page okay Margaret, we're back from the break. We were talking about the uh, power of being patients and how sometimes it gets a little bit easier when we get to midlife. Um, mm-hmm. One of the, you know, your your, your um, account focuses on way more than simply a silver transition, although I know that's really how you kind of got started and really built an audience. But I know that you've evolved your your platform and you really talk sort of more broadly about the joy of aging um, and practices that bring you joy in your own personal life, I you know we're recording this this show at a time when it is crystal clear that the world needs some more joy right now and and I'm just curious, has getting older in any way changed the calculus of what brings you joy and what brings you peace in your own life?
1: Oh, that's a good question um, you know. Yeah, yes, it has. In some ways, I've always found joy in the same things. Um, A big part of my joy in life is that I'm just very much drawn to beauty um, in everything in the world. Like if I walk into your house, my eye is going to find all the beautiful parts in your house, even if it's a mess. (laughs) I will see something beautiful and I focus on that. And it's the same thing if I'm outside or if I'm in a restaurant in my own home, I'm very, very drawn to to beauty. And I think that's always been there. And it's always been a big part of my life. But I think now, in answer to your question, I think that's much more a part of my life. Whereas when I was younger, you know, there's a lot of other things that um, a little more frivolous kind of things that are more like in the world, in society kind of things, you know, like 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 clothes and parties and, you know, all that stuff that's fun when you're younger. <laughs> but now I find I can enjoy myself almost anywhere I am in any circumstance because I am able to, I'm very mindful of what is good and what is beautiful around me. And I do really try to help the people that I engage with on my social media, um, I, I try to help them to see that because I just I think, think it brings you so much peace and joy in your life.
0: That's such a beautiful lens to look through the world, to look explicitly for what's good and beautiful. Taking this this gorgeous lens, how do you look at aging through it? What do you see as good and beautiful about the experience of aging and aging naturally?
1: Um. You know, I just, it's very hard to put it into words, but um, I, when I look at a woman who I, first of all, I think a woman who is confident or a man who is very confident and at ease with their aging self is, I think that is beautiful right there. And whether you have you know many deep lines if you you know woman say a woman who has deep lines in her face but she's so present to the people that are around her and she's interested in people and she's smiling and laughing and she has a twinkle in her eye to me that is just so beautiful um seeing a woman with you know long gray hair maybe twisted up into a loose beautiful bun um, with a few pieces hanging down, and she's out working in her garden, just immersed in the beauty of the natural world around her. To me, that is a more stunning image than a woman walking on a catwalk with a perfect body and perfect makeup. I just I just, um, I just see, you know, the aging hands of of a man or a woman holding a book reading to their grandchild and you just think of all they've been through and you can just see i think i think looking at a natural beautiful aging person who's at ease and present in the world is just a sign of a beautiful life a sign of a contented life and i I just can't wait to to be that. I already am that. But I mean, I, I have no fear. I have no fear of getting older and getting more lines. I just want to be at ease and to be totally present to my the world and the people around me. And to me, that is the ultimate beauty. Um, this, this Does that notion? answer your question? Oh but... my
0: gosh, it, it, it more it more than answers my question, and I and I think that's what actually attracts me to your account. In which you know must I'm assuming is what attracts you know you have more than a hundred thousand followers. I mean, people the the sort of uh, joy and radiance that you bring to your everyday life and the way that you um, sort of talk about aging is so beautiful as well. I mean, you know, Instagram is visual imagery, but you also have such beautiful captions that really. You know, you feel so inspired when you're reading them, and this this notion of no fear of getting older is something that really resonates with me. And I think you talk about it so joyfully. This notion that aging is living, and 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 you know that we um, are—it's a beautiful gift to to have in the world. Um, When we think about um, aging as living and something to be embraced, why do you feel that so many people uh, are not able to? To accept that? I mean, I don't have you always felt this this sort of joyful spirit around aging? Or is it has your um, attitude about no fear around this phase of life been something that you acquired once you were in it?
1: Well, I think I think a little bit of both. I did have wonderful examples in my life. I have beautiful aunts and uncles and my parents, too, who really um embraced life and didn't worry about their age it just was never even a thing we talked about they just loved life and loved the world and the people around them so I had this great example um so that was a good head start for me but I will say I definitely had time you know I, I probably in my 30s, early 40s, maybe, I definitely went through a time where I wanted to, you know, wanted to keep looking young. Obviously, I dyed my hair for a long, long time. <laughs> um, So I, there was a time when I wasn't ready to um, accept that, I guess. But then, um, you know, life experience has taught me I've been through a lot of difficult times with people in my life that I love and hardships and Um, I think life has taught me what's really important for one. Um, And so that has been a gradual evolving, helping me toward that plus the examples I had. But then I will also say that being on Instagram and the process of going gray and being surrounded by so many other women who were much farther along in this journey and being inspired by them and watching them accept it too has helped me immensely. So I know right now there's a lot of people that are saying I'm inspiring them, but I was inspired by all those who went before me as well. So there's no doubt about that this community of called Silver Sisters um, has a huge impact on, um, on all of us, everyone that is part of this Going Gray journey, I think gains momentum and the losing that fear of aging when you see how beautifully so many other women are doing it.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I had a I had a wonderful guest on. I, I can't even remember now. It was several months ago. Her name is Dr. Amanda Hansen. She goes by the Instagram handle The Midlife Muse. And she talked about the importance of really um, kind of cleaning up your social media feeds, You know, making sure that you are following age-positive accounts that make you feel seen, celebrated, and supported in midlife Mm -hmm. or during your transition, and deleting counts that make you feel diminished in any way because you're getting older. And I very much appreciated her um, suggestion that we make sure that we are, you know, looking at imagery that does not make us feel inadequate or less than. And I would take it even a step further to say, you know, to only... Um, you know, really support companies and brands that speak to you, you um, as a consumer in a supportive yes. way too. You know, to to really, yes. like, I don't want to open my medicine cabinet and see anti-aging products because right. you know, to your point, aging is living. We need to really vote with our dollars. We need to, um, you know, be interacting with with, with um, brands, communities, experiences, people that make us feel celebrated. Because, yes. you know, we get we
1: get one go here. <laughs> we don't. Right. We, don't, you're want to... <laughs> we you're don't. Right. I completely agree. Completely. And and I've had a lot of anti-aging brands reach out to me and it, which surprises me because I'm clearly pro-age. But I do get a lot of people that ask me to do um, represent their anti-aging creams and things. And I and I won't do that more so, just because I feel like we need to just change as a society, change those words, so, for, so that our children don't think of aging as a terrible place to be headed.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because it's it's, it's something that that we, that we're all going to experience. And and I love what you shared too about being um, in a family where aging was not really a topic of conversation, or that you know there was vibrant aging occurring around you. And I honestly feel like I've had that same experience as well. I think about my. My own mother, my mother-in-law, who, you know, uh, really just like the energizer bunnies, you know, that that are always mm-hmm. doing, exploring, growing, just so beautiful. My mom, you know, silvered naturally at 60, you know, never um, she was a beauty wasn't is a beautiful woman, but never sort of prioritized. Beauty as um, like a virtue, you know. So I, I think that right. it just makes it it makes it a little bit easier when you see those role models, and that's some one of the beautiful things I think about social media. You know, we just sort of outline some of the negative things that you can feel um, diminished in some way, or that maybe social media might be, you know, uh, perpetrating this sort of unrealistic, you know, impossible standards of beauty on on, on our children. But social media also can be a vibrant sort of community where you can really connect with people who who are um, experiencing the same things that you are. I've had listeners reach out to me to say they feel better about aging by virtue of listening to this podcast. And and that, you know, makes me oh I'm sure that makes me feel so good. You know, we, we need to be having these conversations and we need to be um, celebrating this time of life. And I, and I think you did.
1: Absolutely. You, you do that. Yes. Sometimes. And thank you so much for your, for all that you do with this podcast to make women feel that way. Cause that is what we need more of for sure. Yeah.
0: I, you know, cause we're, we're competing against a lot of very loud voices that, 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 you know, try to, uh, make you feel like aging makes you irrelevant or, you know, um, you know, not marketable or, or, you know, that you don't have currency. And, and that's all, you know, just bullshit, frankly, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, I wanted to ask you something about what I saw um, a recent Instagram post of yours. I know that sometimes you talk about, you, you talk about the vibrancy of aging and the beauty of it, but you also talk mm-hmm. about things that you've let go of. And you, you shared a, um, a fairly recent Instagram post about a trip that you took with your husband been to Iceland. And that you share yes. that you left something very, you know, big behind. And I would love it if you could tell our listeners what that was and and, and the difference that it made in your trip and, and whether or not you're still using this sort of practice in your daily life.
1: Okay, yes. Um, well, what I shared was that I made a decision before I went that I was going to leave all my expectations behind. And I, um, you know, I often will go on a trip and I have a certain idea in my mind of what's going to happen or it doesn't even have to be a trip. Like you said, it could be every day we may go into a day or an experience with expectations. And I have been learning more and more in my life that expectations really are um, what lead to disappointment. And if we don't have any expectations, um, then everything just unfolds as new and exciting and interesting. And even if it's a flop, then you can laugh about it and because you just didn't have um, any set idea of what was supposed to happen or what was supposed to be. So it did make a huge difference. My husband even commented, you are so good-natured to me on the trip because I just and i and i know i usually am but i know i was even a little bit more for him to for him to make that comment um you know we couldn't find a place to eat and we just kind of kept going until we found a, a spot or we you know it i i can't think of the specific examples right now of when it really hit me but i felt it the whole time and i kept reminding myself how I left these expectations home and how beautiful makes, how much more beautiful my experience was each day. And I have tried to continue that in answer to your question um, and wake up with no expectations. And I, I'm a prayerful person. So I usually um, just ask God to, to guide the steps of my day. And even if I have a certain plan in my mind, if there's something that God thinks is more important than what I have planned, I always want to remain open to saying, okay, I'm going to put that aside because this is in front of me now, and apparently this is what I need to to tend to. Right. And Ex- makes... Expectations keep
0: you rigid. If you expected your day to yeah. go a certain way, you're less open to having this sort of more expansive... Um, day where you, you're you're really having new experiences and, and allowing things to become you know a little bit magical or whimsical or serendipitous in ways that that don't happen when we're right. when we expect the, you know it, it, when you shared this on Instagram I think one of the reasons why it really Uh, Jumped out at me because it reminded me a little bit about that quote about how comparison is the thief of joy. You know, because here, like expectations can be the thief of joy. If you're not, if you expect things to go one way and they go the other, you you have this experience of disappointment. I I I would also say that I think a lot of people we could look at aging through this sort of rubric too, where where we have um we've been we have sort of a set viewpoint that that maybe pop culture or um, what we read or consume in, in media ha- has told us what aging is meant to look like, and that we need to sort of—I don't know—perhaps disrupt the way we we even expect aging to go, because it can be it can be different than what we've been led to believe it's going to be by so much of the of the culture that we consume. Do do you agree with this, or am I just babbling here? Because no, I feel a little absolutely. bit like I am. <laughs>
1: No, 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 no. I absolutely do believe that everything you're saying is true. And um, yeah, I mean, we even even just the example of me telling women to to wait and don't give up on your gray hair journey if you don't like how it's looking at first, you know, because a lot of women will say, oh, I thought I was going to have this full, thick pair of you know this beautiful solid shiny silver like i saw a certain silver sister having and mine is just very salt and pepper and they're disappointed in that but but their salt and pepper is their natural radiance and they look beautiful that way like we can't think that just because we don't look like someone else or because our day doesn't go like someone else's day or that that's not good or that's not beautiful. It's just what happens naturally usually is what's best. And usually what can bring us joy. So I say you just have to kind of, it's almost like, you know, close your eyes and just walk into the world and feel the breeze and accept what comes your way and enjoy it because, I just think you will be met with so much beauty and peace if you live that way, rather than being, like you said, rigid and expecting things to unfold any certain way.
0: It's interesting, though, because it's almost like you have to approach this sort of as a hybrid state, like you have to be open to... um you know, rethinking um, the way you view the world, or your, you know, either your day, how you thought it was gonna happen, or what you think it means to age. Um, and you have to be open to new possibilities. But on the other hand, we also wanna bring some agency to our lives. You know, we think about the agency that we need to bring to the choices that we're making about how do we age uh, in a healthy way? How do we care for our bodies? You know, some of it we, we, we have to take action on. Um, I right. know, you know, and I know for when I look at um, what you shared about your own career, you know, you've had um, a career that's done different things. You used your early career was in education in different forms, and now you're a content creator online. You know, so you've you've made you know sort of these sort of proactive shifts um, in your life and how you're how you're showing up professionally in the world today. Do you feel like moving from education to content creating was like an enormously big pivot, a big change in lane? Or do you feel that there's a through line to the way that you are have um, evolved professionally?
1: I think it's been um, it's very naturally involved or evolved. You know, I started out, went to college to be a teacher, teacher. I always just loved people and loved kids and just, you know, when I was a little girl, I was playing school up in my bedroom, you know, with my dolls. So it was just kind of like a natural progression. Went to school to be an educator, came out of school and um, taught in elementary school for a lot of years in and out with having my children. Um, And then was a stay-at-home mom for quite a while, but even during then I was using my education skills as a mom, you know, I mean, we're always teaching, and we're always inspiring. And um, then um, after staying home with my kids for a while, I felt as though I didn't, I didn't feel called to go back to the young children anymore, because I had spent so much time raising children and teaching young children. And I felt like I wanted to do something with um, older kids or adults, and then I just kind of fell into this job of running a youth ministry program for middle school and high schoolers in our community. And that I absolutely loved. And um, it became a very, very big, special thing here in our community. Well, it was when I started, and then it just got better. Um, And I just always had this sense, and I always had people telling me um, that that they were they were inspired by my just my presence and love of the world. And that, you know, people were just kind of always encouraging me to do more with it and keep it up. And maybe you should be writing books and just kind of had that. um, It was like a natural evolution of into different things and people and continually encouraging me. And then around the time of COVID, um, And I stopped that job for a lot of different reasons. There was a lot of, um, uh, I had some sickness in my family and then I had one daughter getting married, another daughter getting ready to go to college. There was just so much going on. So I I retired from that position at the church. And then a little while after that, I'm like, I think I'll start writing, getting in, you know, get on social media and just kind of start blogging a little bit or writing a little bit. And then before I knew it, I was here and everyone was saying, see, you just, you know, you're just, you just you can't stop inspiring, whatever you do. Right. It really <laughs> exploded. You it, it exploded. So
0: it exploded in yeah, interest. Yeah. That's actually one of the reasons, Margaret, why I wanted to invite you onto the show, too, to, to, to you know, to have this conversation with you, too, because it's, it's to me it's just so interesting how you know, I, um, you decided to start, you know, blogging through, you know, the squares of Instagram and really connected with a large audience. I decided to launch a podcast during the pandemic. You know, I had. Which is awesome. You know, I I love it. No one, you know, no one gave us permission to do either of these things, you know, and and, like I have no particular podcasting expertise and I don't have any particular expertise on midlife. I'm just curious like you and I, I see so much Um, beauty and all the different, I see so much awesomeness. Sometimes sometimes I'll say like midlife, midlife awesomeness is a 24-7 situation. I could talk to a different woman every single day who are doing incredible things in midlife. And I, you know, I'm having this conversation, you're inspiring people on Instagram. And I I think, you know, for any listener here who's thinking, you know, quite often I sometimes feature um, experts who are doctors, you know, or women who've launched like large businesses. But there there are so many ways to reinvent yourself and to, you know, focus in on what you truly care about and bring it forth into the world in midlife. Like you do not need anyone to give you permission to do these things. Like, you can just do them on your own. And I think you're such a wonderful example of that. Like you you have things that you care about, you've ways you want to communicate and you're doing it and it's resonated with such an enormous audience. I think it's just so
1: powerful to to lean into what you care about. What's you're thinking about. I think you're that. right. Yeah. I, I do and if I could just back up and give you another example to your to your listeners of that it was my taking this job as the youth um the director of the youth ministry here. I had no theology degree. I did not have background in that. I I knew how to educate people, but I you know, I had never done anything in Um, in a theological environment like that, except I had my own faith, which I loved and I love people and I'm organized and I, you know, those, I had a lot of qualities that were necessary, but a lot of people that have that job have degrees in theology. But the person who hired me believed that, like you just said, if someone has a passion for something and they really love something, they'll achieve it and they'll do it. And she believed in me And asked me to do this. And I did. And it, it was, it was wonderful, too. And, you know, there's a great saying that says God doesn't call the qualified, he just qualifies the called. So if you feel called to do something, it'll work out. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm.
0: love that. I've never heard that expression. and It's so beautiful. So beauty is, if you feel called to do something, you know, you can go ahead and do it. And and eventually, by dint of steady application, you will become qualified. You develop that expertise that you need. And you know that yes. that woman saw something in you. But like everyone needs to see something in themselves, also. You know that is yes. like, that to me is one of the big things that I've learned from recording the show. Getting to be 54, you know, which I, I turned 54 last month, you know. Oh, happy
1: birthday! Thank
0: you, thank you. You know, we um, you need to believe in yourself, that's that, that that's the only person that can give you permission to go after your dreams. So, so go for it, Margaret. We're heading yeah. into our speed round in just a minute, um, because our time is coming to a close, and this is just um, one to two word answers or maybe a okay. fragment of thoughts so we can kind of end on a high energy note and share a little bit more of yourself with our listeners before we say goodbye. Are you ready? Okay, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know you're more than ready. Okay, creating okay. creating content can be solitary work. This hack or activity keeps me feeling connected and very sane and centered.
1: Um I think engaging with the other women that are following me and um just hearing from them that they are inspired by what I do that just kind of keeps me going. And I also am inspired by them. So I think it's just the engaging with the people that I'm that I'm with on my page that, that I think that's my greatest inspiration is wanting to to inspire them and wanting to give back to them for all that I receive from them.
0: I love it, okay. Social media can offer community inspiration. You just shared that. Is there an age positive social account that you follow that we should have on our radar?
1: Oh, my gosh, there's so many. Oh, <laughs> oh I feel bad naming only one. Um, you know, I absolutely love so many people. I hate to even say one, but I'll give you the I'll give you the first one that pops out. Um, I choose gray is her handle name. Great. And she is just, she was one of the first people that I started following and I just fell in love with her. She's so inspiring. I think anyone that follows her will have absolutely no fear of, of aging because she is, she just exemplifies beautiful aging.
0: Well, thank you so much. I have not heard of that account and I'm so excited to follow it. Uh, what skill or trait has getting older given you that eluded you when you were younger?
1: Yes, I would say it is my ability to now let go. Um, like you said, I, I do post a lot about that. I used to hold on to worry and um, trying to help, trying to fix um, people that I love. And I have learned that you just cannot do the work of another person you can only do your own and you have to let go of of other people you know you have to let go of things that aren't yours to carry I think that has been my biggest life lesson it took me years and years to get there and now I have gotten there and I it's a big part of why I feel so content and peaceful now that I've learned to let go
0: how marvelous that sounds phenomenal What is the joy that you can access now that you're older that might have surprised you when you were younger? Is there something that you do or that gives you joy that you would your younger self could never have imagined?
1: Oh, just sitting alone in a room with a huge stack of books and a highlighter (laughs) and reading and highlighting and taking notes and just being inspired by other people's wisdom is a huge hugely joyful for me and so relaxing and peaceful. And I would have not thought that when I was younger.
0: That sounds like heaven. Um, yeah. Margaret, I know you're a podcast fan. What is a show that you've returned to again and again?
1: I love A Simply Luxurious Life with Shannon Ables. Have you heard of her? No, I haven't. Oh, She's fabulous. And I love you now, too. Now I'm listening to you. (laughs) which I didn't know of yours before until we connected, but I've been listening to yours now, too. And I do love yours. But to give you someone different. Um, a simply luxurious life. It's Shannon Abel's, And she talks all about she's she's very much like me in that she tries to, el- you know, like elevate her every day with small moments. And that's just so much my vibe. So I can still relate to her. And I love, love, love to listen to her podcast.
0: Well, thank you for that um, recommendation. I will definitely add that to the queue. I'm always in search of um, inspiration. I'm excited. You'll um, Love
1: her. Yeah. And good. she'll love you. So maybe you two can connect. Nice.
0: <laughs> I will have to yeah. sleuth that out. Okay. Um, how about this one? Finally, your one word answer to complete the sentence. As I age, I feel
1: free, free. That's so beautiful. Definitely free. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and and it's free because I have learned to let go, free because I am ready to age without fear and free because I have let go of worrying about what other people think or say about me. And I used to that used to be a big thing for me and I really have let that go because I just know my value, I know my worth and I love who I am and so if somebody doesn't like me, I'm really okay with that. It's okay. We we, we we can't please everyone and not everyone will understand us. So we can't worry about whether people do or don't. And so that letting go of that, too, is just so freeing. And I'm just so comfortable being who I am. I just feel completely free.
0: Uh, Margaret, I had the wonderful Cindy Spiegel on my show. She wrote this fantastic book, which I don't know if you've read yet, called Microjoys. Um, no. And it's it's a phenomenal book. And on the podcast, she said to me, I am not for everyone. And I love that she knows who she is. She knows that that she certain people love and connect with her and that other people don't. And that's OK. You know, the yes. world is a, is a big, beautiful place full of so many amazing people. If you're for everyone, you're probably not for yourself. Um, yes, which is, that's so um, true. I love that. You know, I think a big learning and, and, and getting to a certain age, you know, makes us realize that we we are for ourselves. And so I love this conversation. I knew I was going to um, have such uh, joy in connecting with you. Um, we actually went to 40 minutes, which sped by. I could talk to you all day, but I will. Um, oh, my gosh. Me, too. <laughs> I will. I will hang out with you on. I'll continue to hang out with you on Instagram and 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 just sort Sounds of so- soak in all of your Um, your your wonderful, uplifting content. Thank you so much for being a guest today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. It was really a pleasure. And how can our um, listeners
0: find you before we say goodbye?
1: So I just have my Instagram, which is at, it's at aging underscore is underscore amazing. And then I have a second page, which is at aging underscore with underscore confidence. And that's where, um, I sell my t-shirts, which I have created to empower women to, um, just be confident in who they are. And I just started this. I only have one t-shirt design that I've sold, but I have another one that's almost ready to come out. So, um, but I do all of that through my other page, the aging with confidence so that I can keep the pages separate.
0: Nice. I will put those all in the show notes. Thank you again, Margaret.
1: Thank you, Katie. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. This
0: wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Before I say goodbye, a quick favor. I would love it if you could take five minutes to write an Apple Podcast review. Did you learn something on today's show that inspired you? Do you feel more connected to a tribe of amazing midlife women? If so, please take five minutes to rate or review the show over on Apple Podcasts, because reviews really help the show grow. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time, and until then, age boldly, beauties.